Hello, hello. Welcome to Series 4 of Satisfied. The Series 4 podcasts relate to the Profiles of Perseverance Bible Study. I'm Melanie Newton, just an everyday kind of woman who loves the Lord and His Word. Here's what I want you to know in Series 4 of Satisfied. Jesus said that we will all have trouble in this world. Regardless of the cause of our struggles, we can persevere through the rough and tumble of real life as we are empowered by faith and sustained by hope in an always faithful God. That hope will enable us to weather the storms of life and persevere over a lifetime. In this podcast, we begin looking at Joseph's life and what we can learn about perseverance when you find yourself in a pit. Today's podcast will cover lesson two of Profiles of Perseverance. We live in a world of crisis. The truth is we are either coming out of a crisis, in the middle of one, or as Texans say, fixing to get into one. There are many types of crises. Some are by our own choice. Some are out of our control. Some are short-term, like a storm, but may have long-term consequences. Others are long-term, marathon in length. It seems like they'll never end. If you are in a time of life that is without crisis, now is the time to bulk up. Before a long race or a big game, athletes are told to bulk up so that they will have energy to sustain them to the finish. Bulk up in the knowledge of God and in your relationship with God so that you will function well. That starts with knowing who God is and why you can trust Him with your crisis. He may not rescue you from every threatening situation, but there are four truths you can count on to get you through every single one of them. Truth number one, God loves you. It's stated repeatedly throughout the Bible. He loves you. Truth number two, God knows what is going on in your life. If He didn't, He wouldn't be God. Truth number three, God can do something about it. He is all-powerful and all-knowing. Nothing is impossible for Him. Truth number four, you can trust His goodness in whatever He chooses to do. He is always good, and what He does is good. It just might not match up with your expectations, although it will be far better when He's finished working. Those four truths are especially meaningful when you find yourself in a pit as Joseph did. Right off the bat, Joseph found himself in the pit of rejection. As we look at the life of Joseph, my first thought was, how did he learn about God so that he could keep his faith in the pit? He didn't have our Bible. He didn't even have the Old Testament. But Joseph had a knowledge of God a trust in Him, and a desire to be obedient to Him before he ever got thrown into that pit. Perhaps he read or heard the written accounts of those before his time that told of Abraham, his great-grandfather. His dad Jacob had his own experiences with God and probably shared those with his favorite son. Joseph understood the love of a father and he was likely surprised by the hatred of his brothers for him who were jealous of their father's favoritism and resentful of Joseph's tattling. The brothers especially disliked the dreams Joseph shared 
that alluded to their bowing down to this nerdy brother. I've raised a teenage boy. I'm not surprised by Joseph's bragging or tattling. But then his brothers attack him, throw him into a pit, and sell him to slave traders. Oh, my! The brothers turned a deaf ear to Joseph's distress and pleading for his life. Their hard-heartedness was fueled by hatred. But God rescued Joseph by sending that caravan at just the right time, going to the right place, and with those willing to buy this teenager for a future sale. If we were in a similar situation, most of us would not consider that a rescue. Would you? Our idea of rescue is being freed from the pit, embraced by sorrowful brothers, restoration of family relationship, and a humbled Joseph who does not tell dad about the experience, right? Rejection by family hurts. I know a million women listening to me right now have experienced rejection from someone who should have loved them. In the Psalms, David writes a lot about being rejected by his friends, betrayed by someone eating at his table. He verbalizes his pain to God, showing us that we can do the same. Jesus was betrayed by someone at his table. His closest friend denied knowing him when quizzed about it. Jesus gets your pain. He knows exactly how you feel. You can tell him all about it as you fix your eyes on him. Jesus will comfort your heart and help you heal. Not only did Joseph experience the pit of rejection, but he also knew the pit of loss. Joseph was forced to lose a life with a loving father. His youth was taken from him. His inheritance as the son of a wealthy landowner was taken away. He was forced to be a servant and work for another with no hope of release from his slavery. Then he was falsely accused of a serious crime for which the truth never came out, so he lost his reputation. And he spent years in a prison. Many wrongful things were done to that young man that could never be restored. It is often so easy to read a Bible story with the same mindset that we had as children, that these were fun, exciting stories that happened a very long time ago. The reality is that all the people in the Bible were real people with emotions and feelings, just as we have today. It seems so simple to say Joseph was betrayed by his brothers, but later on he became an important person and he knew it all along that God would work things out. Uh-uh, not so simple. Do you really think in the 13 years that he suffered and waited that he never had a down day, never felt lonely, or never wanted to give in to utter despair at all the rotten things that had been done to him? At times like this, we are quick to quote Romans chapter 8, verse 28. We know that in everything God works for the good of those who love Him, who are called according to His purpose. We want that verse to mean that everything will be all right. God will fix it so everything turns out rosy for our lives. 
That didn't happen to Joseph for many years, but God was still being good to him in the interval. Even though the story ends well, it doesn't negate all that he lost when he was ripped from his home and his family. Have you experienced a loss like that? A loss of family, finances, comfort, reputation, or freedom? It hurts in that pit. Bad, bad. How often we'd like to turn the clock back and undo whatever led to that loss. I catch myself longing for that a lot. Do you? But we can't go there. Being in that pit hurts. We must live with the loss and move on. Joseph chose to function well in the pit of loss. He used his skills and abilities to persevere through it because he realized that God was with him in that pit. Over and over we see the words, God was with him. God is actively involved for good in Joseph's life, in the pit, in the rejection and loss, in the servitude and prison. God was with him. He had God. He didn't need anything or anyone else. Now, Joseph did not know how the story would turn out. The most he knows are the dreams he had as a kid. Living by faith is a lot in the dark. All he could do is trust God, and in the process, he got to know God and see the fruit of trusting Him. Joseph chose to function well. He bloomed in his situation. He chose to keep doing the right thing. As a result, the Lord blessed his efforts with Potiphar's household and even in the prison because of Joseph's choice. That helped Joseph to continue to function well. Perseverance is functioning well in the pit. Remember those four truths about trusting God in a crisis that I shared with you? at the beginning of this podcast? God loved Joseph. God knew what was going on in his life. God could do something about it, and he did, but Joseph had to wait. Joseph trusted God's goodness in whatever God chose to do. Most of the time, we can't see the reason why we went through an experience until a resolution comes. Then we can step back and see how God helped guided and comforted us through it all. But for some situations, we may never know the reason until we get to heaven. No matter what happens to us on this earth, we know we will live a life of eternal joy and praise in God's presence in heaven. This fact can comfort us and give us hope while we wait for that day. So. How do you persevere in the pit of rejection and loss? Whether you feel it or not, know that God is with you. He loves you. He knows what is going on in your life. He can do something about it, and you can trust His goodness in whatever He chooses to do. As the Bible promises in Romans 15, 4, For whatever was written in earlier times was written for our instruction, that through perseverance and the encouragement of the scriptures, we might have hope. We can have hope because we have God with us. So remember our lane markers for the race, 
Number one, choose to persevere through every challenge. Number two, count on God's promise to give you hope. Number three, let that hope sustain you through the rough and tumble of life. And number four, celebrate the joyful reward. Let Jesus satisfy your heart with hope as you persevere through everyday life. Until next time, I'm Melanie Newton, and this is Series 4 of Satisfied.